0: Last week we were on our student leadership retreat and I was talking to some staff members and they asked me the one question that I really hate the most when you're trying to get to know somebody. Father, what are your hobbies? What do you do for fun? I basically have to give the whole story as to I don't really have a ton of hobbies that are fun and exciting and things like that. Because when I was in high school growing up in the metropolis of French settlement, if anybody's ever heard of that tiny place, what we would do on a Friday night is get the, the friends together and a night out, if you will, was to get in somebody's car, drive 30 minutes to the nearest Walmart, walk around for an hour, we didn't need anything, we are just wasting time, go next door to the Sonic, get some ice cream and then go to somebody's house and then for the rest of the night we would just burn stuff. We'd sit around, get some logs or something, build a fire and we would just talk and visit and some of those memories that I really hold very dear to my heart. But I was always the person at these bonfires to do the quality control of the fire. Because most of the time they would break out the marshmallows and the s'mores and stuff. Somebody's mama would come out with tray after tray after tray of all these cookies that they somehow always made. And I would always have to say, okay, we can or we cannot roast the marshmallows on this fire and this is why. Because I was always taught by my dad, if you're going to burn trash... Go into the garbage can, pulling out all the paper and the nasty plastic and everything. If you're going to start burning that, don't roast your marshmallows on it because you're going to eat all the chemicals that's in the garbage. Don't go to the burn pile scraps and pull all of the treated lumber either because you're going to start to ingest all of those chemicals that are going to start burning. If you're going to cook on the fire, make it a good fire, a hot fire with fresh wood, good firewood that's designed for that. And that's always what i think about when we hear this parable not this parable this teaching for jesus that he came basically to burn it down he says i want this world to be burnt to the ground and i wish it was already burnt to the ground but y'all are slacking and so here i am trying to help you with setting this fire see each of us has this flame of faith in our heart whether we realize it or not whether we want to acknowledge it or not do anything with it or not We have this flame in our hearts, started by this little thing we call baptism. When we go to the waters of baptism, we're immersed in the water, it's poured over our head, we're free from original sin, we're claimed for all eternity as a beloved son or daughter of God Most High. Shortly after, the priest or the deacon lights a baptismal candle from the Easter candle, the sign of this new life that we receive, this flame of faith that's within our heart. And it's always there. But in order for a fire to burn, it needs fuel, it needs to be fed. The same thing with the flame of faith in our hearts. We have to feed it with something, and what we feed it with, what we surround ourselves with, what we consume, and not just food, what we consume even spiritually determines what kind of fire of faith that's going to be in our hearts. Use a bodily example. After this Mass for Sign Up Sunday and everything, more details on that in a second, Across the way in the activity center, there's going to be pizza for whoever wants some. If I walk across and eat 17 pieces of pizza, I'm going to feel real good about myself for about 30 seconds. If I'm feeding my body with nothing but junk, I'm going to feel like a fire, but it's going to be a dumpster fire. You have to take the time to feed the flame of faith in your heart with the good fuel. The good things of the scriptures, the community of faith, the teachings of the church, the tradition of the church. Most importantly, the sacraments, the very Eucharist, the body and blood of our Lord that he gives us to feed this faith. If you look at this flame of faith that is surrounding the sacred heart, one of my favorite images, the heart of our Lord Jesus. It has this fire around it. It's this consuming and purifying fire, and it's burning hot and bright. But if you look at the heart, it's also kind of torn up. It's bruised, it's beaten, it's bleeding, it's broken, because our Lord underwent the crucifixion for us. It's this reality that when we choose to make the decision to know Jesus Christ, to know our God personally, relationally, it's gonna cause division. That's this division that Jesus is talking about. He does not desire the division. He doesn't want people to hate each other and to fight. But because of our fallen humanity, because of the imperfect world in which we live today, sin enters the picture, and when we choose to do the right thing, it's going to cause some division. It's going to cause some opposition, and it's not going to go away on this side of heaven. No matter how faithful we are, no matter how many people live the faith, we're still going to be fallen humans, and we're still going to come short. i use an example from my life. When I was in high school just starting to discern the priesthood and really think about it and considering it. After I stopped running away from it, I told one of my friends, and he kind of had this look on his face like, okay, let's talk about it. This was shortly after we were confirmed, and he suddenly left the church and said, I don't think God's calling me to be Catholic anymore. And so we had this conversation, and he said, I'm happy for you. If that's what you want to do, go for it. But Matthew, I don't want you to waste your life away. You could make money doing everything else. You could have a beautiful wife. You could have a huge family. Raise them Catholic. Be a deacon later in life if you want to. But don't be a priest because you're going to waste your life away. Talk about so division in a friendship. We never really processed that. We never talked about it. To this day, we might talk two or three times a year because I chose to go after what God was asking me to do in my life. And yes, it hurt. But there's nothing to be afraid of. I've said it before and I'm gonna say it time and time again that coincidentally, no providentially enough, here in this church of Christ the King, we're reminded every time we come to celebrate mass here that Jesus Christ has already won. He's already on the throne. He has taken everything for us and given us everything. There's nothing to be afraid of. The victory is his and we get to share that victory too. Why would we not choose to feed the flame of our heart then with Jesus Christ. The second reading told us what feeds our faith, what brings our faith to fruition, what makes it good and wholesome is nothing other than Jesus. But it's gonna hurt sometimes. We're gonna have to make sacrifices. People are gonna be opposed to us. It might sow a little division here and there. But imagine the flame that you're gonna go out into the world and start. Because it's easy to talk about Jesus and know Jesus and love Jesus here in the church. But in just a little bit, when you leave the doors of the church and go back out into the world, what's your faith going to look like? Is it going to die down? Or are we going to try to hide that flame? Like scripture says, no one lights a lamp and then hides it under a bushel basket. Why? Because that's stupid. We are not given the flame of faith to hide. We're not given it to try to put on the back or even blow out and try to extinguish. We're given that gift, that free total gift from God himself to fan the flame, to make it grow hotter, brighter, to consume us, not in a painful way. Fire destroys, yes, but it refines. Gold is put through the fire to melt it and to let all the impurities rise to the top to where it can be burned off. In Revelation, Jesus says, I come and I make all things new. In order for something to be made new, that thing that's in the way that was there previously has to be done away with. It's burned away. Let the flames of the sacred heart purify your own heart, purify your own faith. It's never going to be a done work. We're always a work in progress. This whole thing we call faith that we're trying to live and that we're trying to become is going to be done imperfectly on this side of heaven. But with Jesus Christ on the throne, who calls us daily, who goes out and seeks us daily, who finds us and invites us into himself daily, it's that Jesus Christ that's going to make everything worthwhile. So what is it that you feed the flame of faith in your own heart with? Do you feed it? Do you fan the flame, or do you try to hide it? It's a question that we all have to answer for ourselves and ultimately answer before God himself on the day of our judgment. But our role here as the church is not just to make you come here every Sunday, listen to some words that we come up with throughout the week and then send you on your way till next Sunday. You come here to this church to be fed spiritually, sometimes physically like tonight, but to come and to be able to have that good fuel of faith to feed the fire. I know we have a lot of new faces here tonight, whether new students, freshmen at LSU, families who are moving everybody in. Let me be the first to welcome you here to Christ the King. This is your spiritual home, whether this is the first time you walk through the doors of our church or you've been here for your entire life. This is your spiritual home, and you have a place here. It is our job, it's our role, it's our vocation to feed you spiritually, to give you everything that you need to make this flame of faith within your heart burn and grow and glow and get hotter and brighter to go out into the world and to spread it. And so the question tonight is, what does the Lord invite you into here at Christ the King, on this campus, in this church, in this present moment? How does he invite you to become involved in this ministry that we have? Because it's not all about me. It's not all about Father Andrew. It's not about our wonderful staff. It's about all of us together as a people of faith. Thank you for listening to the Christ the King at LSU podcast. The ministry here is possible thanks to our generous supporters. If you would like to become a CTK Golden Giver or learn more, please check our website. Your monthly financial support reaches hearts across LSU's campus and beyond. Details can be found on the website at ctklsu.org.